The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the more you Noble. I am Mike Noble at more underscore noble on Twitter. I am joined by Caleb Noble at Caleb Noble 8 on Twitter. Fantastic. I think there's a zero in there as well. Zero eight. Right, right. Uh, We're really, really excited to have you guys with us today on this prequel to the final preseason weekend for the NFL. Uh, Really excited to have our first guest join us. So without further ado, we are incredibly excited to have a fast-pitch national champion, 13U Little League Manager of the Year, and I'm pretty sure a man who, if you were to have another child, would name him Buddy Beheim Godard. Everyone, Michael Godard. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, you really pump up the ego on my introductions. I love it. I need I, to be I on asked, here more often. I asked one of our other guests if they wanted me to clip these off just so they could like play it everywhere they go when they enter the building. I think I like that idea a lot. In fact, I'd like, I'd like for my kids to hear that at least once a day. I think, I think it should be their alarm. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great idea. First of all, I got two things before we get into what we're going to talk about. One, dude, it's 2021. Explain to me why you have a Hotmail email. <laughs> because it was my original email. And, you know, despite having probably 87,000 messages in there, I'm not getting a new one. <laughs> I mean, it's not you happening. Know, you do understand Gmail's free. Sure. So is Hotmail. Okay. Or was that like maybe in your uh, like eighth grade keyboarding class where you had to set up your first email? It may have been. I have, I'm not going to. I, I'm I not going to take myself. Old, dude, it probably was middle school. Or it, probably, it prob- I mean, college. It probably was. I mean, I think I used the Hotmail to replace my AOL account. <laughs> hey, well done. Hey I, hey, I applaud you for holding on to that. That's right. All right. Uh, second thing, just because I, I did mention in the intro. What's it like to win a national championship at anything? It was amazing. Uh, uh, definitely one of the, you know, well, the highlight of my, my sports life for sure. And we just had a great group of guys and just, it was a family, you know, all, all really good buddies played together for a lot of years. And we just had one of those seasons where everything came together and, Everything just clicked at the right time, but something you'll never forget, something you can uh, brag to the kids about, grandkids about someday. And, Were you just uh, out there hitting tanks left and right in the national championship final? <laughs> I, I don't think I hit any home runs in the final game, but I was the winning pitcher, which was Woo-hoo! pretty cool. Shout out to you. That's fantastic. You're in a record book somewhere. Somewhere, yes. As obscure <laughs> as it may be, I'm probably in there somewhere. That's awesome, dude. That's super cool. I always uh, wanted to win any sort of championship, <laughs> like yeah, state, local, national, whatever. But national obviously would have been the best. That's super cool, dude. That's super awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. How are things? Things are great. Can't complain at all. Uh, I'm usually one to soak up all the summer I can get, but I have to admit, this year for whatever reason, I'm ready for cooler temperatures. And I almost never say that. I, I am on board. In fact, Caleb, we were just talking about that. Well, I am too, mainly because I don't have air conditioning in my car. I went to go to pick up my books at my college today, and I got in the car, and I think I almost fainted. And okay. it was so hot outside that I rolled the window down, and it got worse. So I had no – I wasn't going fast enough for any air to get in because it's right up the road. 
So I had no solution but to just hope that I didn't faint while driving. I got back. I had to change clothes. <laughs> I, I almost showered. It was like a 10-minute 10 commute there and back. It's not 10 minutes. It's like half a mile. Well, it was because I couldn't find the bookstore. So I was oh. driving. Over, but okay. I had to wave down a couple of security guards. One of them had no idea what I was talking about. It, was, it wasn't this, fun. This he probably guy. thought that I was trying to go in there and cause some problems. Because I was profusely sweating. My hair was beating. And I, I was I was nervous. I was just ready to get in and get out. Caleb's uh, vehicle is to trucks. Or no, Caleb's truck is to vehicles. What your email is to Hotmail. I was just going to make the same correlation. I'm like, you guys are making fun of me for a Hotmail account, and you have no air conditioning in your car. The difference is... That's perfect. Once again, we'll say Gmail is free. (laughs) you were buying me a car and giving it to me for free, I would gladly use that. You do have have an easier road to uh, upgrade there, Mike. You do. I just this is true. MacBook and it depleted my my bank account. So, <laughs> is it really an upgrade though? Buying business currently. What's up, dude? Is Gmail really an upgrade? I yes, think so. It yes. It's so but hey, hey, if if you are set in your ways with the old Hotmail, I say stick with it. Write sounds- it out. Write it out until one day you log in and they say <laughs> Hotmail is no longer. It also sounds like you may be in the adult entertainment business. <laughs> I'm I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that. <laughs> All right, listen. Cardinals sit three and a half games back. It, I don't know how. We, no one understands it. If the Reds were winning, we would also be winning. That's what I was Three saying. and a half games back. We, we can't beat the Pirates at home. We can't beat the Tigers ever. But back. now we go to Pittsburgh on the road where we dominate. I want to get excited, Mike. I really do. And we've had, like, I, I almost feel like I'm all over, I'm almost bipolar with my cardinal love because I want one day I'm excited. The next day I'm literally cursing everybody on the team. <laughs> well, I, let, let me go ahead and be the wet blanket today. Okay. Okay. Uh, after the pirates three at Cincinnati. Uh, then we go to the brewers at home. I'm sorry. Uh, at Milwaukee for three. Uh, four against the Dodgers at home and three against the Reds at home and then three at the Mets, three at home at the Padres. So you're telling what – you're, what you're telling me is there's not a chance. Th- there's not a chance. Okay. I, I, I guarantee you that they stay in this thing the whole time. Just because they're that annoying? Just because that's the only way that they're going to hurt my, hurt me. Like, <laughs> is that they will, I guarantee you by the last six games remaining – they will be less than three games out. It's it's very I possible, don't know how Caleb. It's happen. I don't know if I don't know if the Padres are going to fall off the face of the earth, and the Reds are. I don't think the Reds are very good. I don't know how they're doing it, but I will almost. I think they're going to go to Cincinnati and sweep them, and they're going to get half a game back before September, and then all shit's just gonna. It's just gonna ensue. I don't know what's gonna happen. I could see them being the Mets because the Mets are terrible. They're not even a good baseball team. I don't care what people think they are. They're not good at any part of the game. Which means which means they will sweep us. No, because yeah. we, we beat the kind of good teams. <laughs> but the bad teams, no, the good teams, not a chance. The, I would be surprised if the Dodgers don't score 55 runs against us in four games. But other than that, like, the Padres, they have Jake Arrieta in their rotation. What is that? And Blake Snell was good last night, but they ruined it. Hugh Darvish is still hurt. And other than that, like, the Reds don't scare me. Like, we played them well every game. Okay, but which shut you down. 
<laughs> which Brewers pitcher are we going to beat? Which Dodgers oh, pitcher are we going to beat? Yeah, because I don't think you have any shot against Burns. So if he pitches, we're no. done. You do if he like. I mean, Peralta's hurt. Maybe those belts. Woodruff out. hasn't been good. I'm. I. I. Okay. Can, okay. Let's circle back because I. I tend to agree with what you said, Mike. Can you explain to me why we're not better? It's hard to explain, especially when half the teams in the league aren't even trying to win anymore. Right. <laughs> that, so. And, that, Caleb but, was screaming at the TV the other night at Pittsburgh. What, you're not even trying to win. What are you doing? And we're, they're yeah. still beating us. I was asking right. why they were trying harder than we were. Why do they care? Right. If I'm Cabrian Hayes, I'm like, just get me the hell home. Right. Right. Let me go relax and not have to sit out here and take a beating every day. And it's like, oh, God, I just I can't stand it. <laughs> right. So to answer your question, it, it's twofold, Mike. I mean, half the league's not trying to win, and that's also – a recipe for staying in the hunt because you, you end up with enough games against the teams that aren't trying that you, you sit three and a half games out. So yeah, Caleb's probably right. We'll, we'll probably go into September within striking distance and fall apart from there. I just don't I see a path. Any word, any, has, have either of you heard any word on Jack outside of they're just shutting them down for 10 days? No, there. It's they said that there doesn't look to be structural damage. It's it's just like a precautionary thing, like a tired I don't shoulder. Think do we think put any stock into him? I almost think we shut him down for the season. Yeah, unless by the time he comes back, you're right there. Right. But my thing is, the Potters have the hardest schedule in the National League the rest of the year, and they're not playing well. I mean, we think we're all pissed off that we just won two of what was it, two of two of five mm-hmm. against the Pirates and the Tigers. They lost nine of ten against the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, and the Rockies. How do I even know how that happened? You don't even have to try to beat the Diamondbacks ever. Like, they're just so bad. And then, but so, so they're not going to get any better. And I don't think the Reds, I don't. So what the you're Reds, I think, are going to be average the rest of the year. And I think the Cardinals will somehow find a way to win a couple <laughs> series. Because if they, I don't want them to make the playoffs. I'm going to be honest. Oh, they, I do. I do, but I don't. Because then, once again, hope. They've, if there's not an outcome in my mind where they win a World Series this year. So so you're saying it's a war of attrition. I'm saying I want Mozart to lose and with the wit to lose as much money as possible. <laughs> and I want them to go sign people in the offseason because of it. Am and I, that's the only am, way it's going to happen. You do understand you are now employed by the St. Louis Cardinals. Do I, I need I to? I don't care. Okay. Just one minute for the week <laughs> that. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. what. To, I have no clue what to make of this team anymore. Well, Caleb, I think they're at least on the right path to losing money. Did you guys see the crowd at the game yesterday? Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I know it's a crowd. It was like a scattering. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the uh, Alton High Marquette uh, high school game at Bush Stadium drew uh, roughly the same number of they people. They definitely did. Uh, I mean, they were showing Lester warm up before the game from the side angle, and there was probably 10 people in view down the behind the dugout and nobody in the upper decks. It was it looked like one of those rain makeup games that they just throw on the schedule, you know, the <laughs> next day that nobody has tickets for. Nobody even knew like. they were playing. I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's crazy. I was so, watching the Orioles game. Not even kidding. They were on a 19-game losing streak. <laughs> Almost sold out. Almost sold out crowd. I think when you have a fan base that knows what they're getting, they're just going to have fun. We think we can win, but then we know that we're not good enough to win. So, like, well, why do you still want to go? Like, the Orioles know they're going to go and they're going to see a loss. 
So at least they know what they're getting. We don't know if we're going to go see them score 20 rounds or they're going to score two against Tarek Skubal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, really quickly, let's just look into our crystal ball for 2022. I mean, not, again, I've said this before, nothing would be more 2021 Cardinal-ish. Is, is that a – can I say Cardinal-ish? Works for me. Okay, let's go with that. Then they squeak in. They somehow beat the Giants, and they end up in the NLCS. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Is that going to beat the Dodgers then? I, I'm letting you know. If they beat the Dodgers, I will buy you a house. <laughs> every, hey, everyone heard that? Yeah, says so the guy that can't get air conditioning in his car. The man who does not have air conditioning in his truck. I don't need to buy him a house. How are they going to hit anyone that they pitch? Okay, anyway, let me finish. Okay. Nothing would be more cardinalish. Then that happened. I think- and then John Mozeliak is buying 12 new bow ties <laughs> at Abercrombie and & Fitch. And everyone's happy. And that I'm telling you, I, nothing would make my sense. But anyway, let me go back to what I was saying. Mike, let's look into our crystal ball for 2022. We know okay. that Yachty's back for a final year. I have to believe that Wayno's coming back. Right, don't you? Absolutely. Okay. Now, I think we're all in agreement that we're going to see the DH next year. Is that... Is that official yet, or is that it's, right now still speculation? There's no way the league's going to let the CBA pass without them I think, squeaking that in. I, and I know, Mike, I know you're not a massive fan of the DH. We are. Uh, I understand I understand the, the sentiment of that. I just believe we're going to have the DH. Do you okay. believe that, too? Uh, well, I think it's coming, uh, but I'm rooting against it with every fiber of my being. And that's probably going to be a discussion for another show. Maybe the next time you have me on, we can have a great DH debate. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want Absolutely. to get down that road. <laughs> Absolutely. But if we do, like, I mean, it opens up a lot of Pandora's box, I guess, for a lot of teams here. Um, it probably opens up the idea. I mean, do you see an, any part in anything tell you that Pujols could be a DH next year here in St. Louis? I don't see why not. Do you like that idea? It, sure. Obviously, obviously sure. With, with that, with it, obviously knowing you don't like the DH, right? Yeah, well, somebody's got to do it, and I certainly don't want it to be Matt Carpenter or somebody <laughs> of his caliber. So, sure, everybody would love to see Pujols, and I would be surprised if Pujols plays in 2022 and it's not with the Cardinals. All right, all right. I, I mean, Caleb's been saying this as well, and I've seen it. I've seen a lot of stuff. I, I don't think he would cost you a fortune to come back here. You wouldn't think so. Um, the Cardinals are going to have plenty of money. So let's let's look in that crystal ball again. I'm gonna let you you give me what you think, and then I'll let Caleb tell us what he thinks. What do you do next year with your money? Like, where do you go to make this? T- I mean, again, I've said this for now 130 games or whatever we've played that I just don't understand. There's something off. I don't understand what's going on. This team should be way better, I, and I don't I don't know what it is. It's Jeff Albert. I, I, there's all kinds of questions there. But if you if you have if if you it's Coach Godar, no GM Godar. For a day, what what would you do to address the situations that need addressed here? Well, if we're playing under the assumption that Wainwright's coming back for another year, which I think all signs point to that, right? I mean, Agreed. he's probably he's he's probably going to be receiving votes for the Cy Young this year at age forty. <laughs> so so I can't really see him just hanging him up unless he wants to pull an Andy Bennis and go out you know, on the top of his game. Right. So assuming he's back, uh, I would love to see, I would love to see them throw money at Max Scherzer. And 
take your chances as the, that being the big ticket guy. Um, I think if you could walk into the season and know you have Scherzer, Flaherty, Wainwright as your top three guys and a host of other players that could fill out the back end of the rotation, I think that gives you a lot of stability. Especially if Hudson's healthy. Exactly. You, you know, I mean, you still have Hudson, you still have Kim, you still have Michaelis. There's a lot of guys that, you know, and not to mention all the relievers that have been rumored to be given a shot at the rotation at some point. So I just think the more pitching you have, the the better you're going to look in the long run. And I think Scherzer is a realistic target because he's from here and has expressed interest in playing here. And you're talking so, about a guy in Scherzer who won the World Series in Washington. Nothing is for sure, but has a legit shot to win it this year in L.A. What better way to end your career than winning it in your hometown? Absolutely. Yep. Right? And I mean, and, I mean that's the triumphant right there. And he is the exact kind of guy that you want on your staff. The, the veteran presence, the bulldog, the competitor that he is. You know, that's the kind of guy that – you know, the Chris Carpenter type that you want at the top of your rotation. Absolutely. Who makes everyone around you better? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's talk. Um, I don't want Max Scherzer. I love Max Scherzer. I really do. And I think he's – You don't he's, want Max Scherzer? I'll explain. Okay. I think he's <laughs> the greatest pitcher I've seen since Clayton Kershaw's prime by far. But I don't think that is anywhere close to the need of this team. And I get it looks like it this year because our starting pitching has been atrocious. But you look at next year, if all goes right, knock on wood, and no one gets injured going into the season, you got Jack. You got Wayne L, because I'm just going to assume he's coming back. You got Dakota. That's a pretty good top three. Miles is going to have to be in your rotation. And I want that Libertor to come up. Like, you can't have Libertor down there another year. Okay, that's a lot of question marks right there. It's not. It is. Hold on. It's three starting pitchers. They're legit. You've got, you've got one guy, Flaherty, who we love, but it's – Okay, I understand Hold on. That. No. You've got you've got Hudson who's coming off Tommy John. Okay. You've got Wayno who's going to be pushing 41. So. You've got Miles who hasn't been healthy in 3 years and then a rookie. My and team. you're comfortable with that rotation. I'm not done. <laughs> I I would also call up Zach. But here's the thing. You talk you say that and that's true. But if they're all healthy going into the season. That's what we'll say. Like I'm not saying through the whole season probably won't happen. That's why there's trade deadlines. But if you look at it, Jack's not going off the rotation. Dakota's not going off the rotation. Wayno Scherzel's not going off the rotation. Is um, Miles has to be in the rotation because of what we're paying him, and Libertor has to get a shot. So who do you take off? Okay, here's my answer, and I'll let Mike add on to this because he might have a, a completely different. Zach thought. Thompson as well. Hold as on. Here's my answer because I'm on board with the Max Scherzer train as well. I also believe that we have enough money coming off the books and money that we still are kind of hoarding, if you want to look at it like that, to go sign a big bat as well. I, I believe that. If you, if I, hold on. I don't agree with that. But if you get Max, you've got Max, Jack, Hudson, Flaherty, Miles. Why can Libertor not be the David Price guy in the bullpen for our team? I got two. Andrew Miller's gone. Hey, I understand. I've got two things. One, he's the future of your team. You don't want him being a long relief guy in the bullpen. David you don't want Pri- that. David so, Price is awful, first off. Hold on. The man won a Cy Young. Okay, I'm talking about now. We're not, I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about when David Price came up with Tampa Bay. He was okay. in the bullpen. Yeah, he was in the they playoffs. Went, they went to the playoffs. I mean, he All took right. them deep into the playoffs. Down, Why can't Matthew Libertor be that same he can. guy? Okay, he can. So, so we have right, our He's going to be the future of your team. Why are you throwing 30? Well, it's gonna be, he's gonna, Max Scherzer is going to get 25 to 30 a year. Simple. He okay. will. 
why, when that's not what you need to address, would you throw a whole possession player worth of money towards them? When, like you said, we need a DH. And I love Albert, and I hope he comes here and becomes a DH against lefties. But if he's your DH every day, oh, no, thanks. The Angels literally said, I'll pay you $35 million to get out of our team. That's what they did. So, no. You need a DH. You need – I would like to see an outfielder because Harrison Bader cannot be an everyday center fielder. He's going to be. He can't be. <laughs> if we were talking about what I would do in five this year, I'm Jose Luck, no. Okay. If I wasn't, we win. Um, and you had a little bit too much coffee. No, I'm just – I'm pissed off. And, <laughs> like, you cannot tell me that that's the need of this team. It's okay. to get an ace. I we have an ace. I think you can – I agree with Mike in the fact that you can never have too much pitching. We saw that. If, if we've never seen in St. Louis – we sure as hell saw it this year. So let me throw this out there. Yeah, go ahead. Let, let me throw this out there. A lot of what Caleb says has merit, and I I understand you want to see Libertor. Uh, you probably want to see Thompson at some point. I've been advocating for this for probably three or four years now. This this is the perfect team to have a six man rotation. I'm saying I'm saying we assume we sign Max Scherzer, okay? So Scherzer and Flaherty go every fifth day. And then you, you map out your schedule from there. I do like but, I, I don't I'm not a fan of six man rotations only because it throws guys off their schedule. And if you do want to have a Max Scherzer, you have to throw that dude every five days. Like just, I understand. Yeah. But then that throws every other guy way off. Well that's okay way because off. at the end of the day seven days. Uh, that's not some, gonna work for some guys. Some, sometimes it'll be five. Sometimes it'll be six. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at Libertor, you're looking at Dakota Hudson. Okay, probably even Michaelis at this stage. These are guys that you don't want to try to push to 200 innings, right? So agreed. What what better way? He's never what, been close to that. What better way to limit their innings and keep their arms fresh than to stretch them out? For you know, five six days in between starts instead of every fifth day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say Max Scherzer doesn't make this team dramatically better because he would make any team in baseball dramatically better because he made the Dodgers better. But that being said, I know how this office operates. I know that they got Nolan Arenado and sat on their hands the rest of the year, including the trade deadline. And if he is the need that they address, no problems will change because this offense doesn't score more than two runs a game. And if you think that, he's, and if you think our rotation and our bullpen can hold teams to that, which we've seen they can't, considering a lot of the guys in the bullpen are still young, incredibly young, especially if you look at their relief career and how long lived it's been, it's going to be the same team. I, I dis, here's why I disagree, and then we're going to move on. I, um, the reason I disagree, and Mike, I'll let you dress dress this after I say something. The reason I disagree is your bull, our bullpen was a strength when our pitchers were going six and seven innings. When they started to go two, three four innings, that's where our bullpen became exposed, and that's where we saw leads disappear, or we saw a lot of that. And obviously, you're going to blow safe. I, I mean, the people that are out there right now bashing Alex Reyes, he does drive you crazy. I get it. The dude's an all-star. He, he, I mean, Liam Hendricks has, what, seven blown saves? Yeah. Everybody also, would agree. Alex Reyes has a great story. If you haven't heard it, go read it. <laughs> but, that, but either way, uh, I, I think that you. makes your bullpen so much stronger if you have guys who are going seven innings. Mike, what do you think? Last, last thought on this. Yeah, so last thought on this for me is the Cardinals' M.O. for the last 10 years probably has been roll the guys out there, uh, slightly inferior roster to 
the big boys. Hope you can hang on, stay in contention, sneak into the playoffs, and get hot at the right time. That's the formula. Like it or not, that's the formula that they use. Okay? It's been successful in that they make the playoffs more often than they don't. But they don't win the World Series. So going along with, going along with that theory, Max Scherzer is the perfect guy. Okay? He gives you a chance every time out. Okay, so the rotation ends up being closer to stellar. The bullpen's already pretty good. Okay, so you you middle your way through the season. You get close, you get in, and then you roll your horses out there in the playoffs and hope you get hot with Scherzer and Jack. I have one last thing on it. If they sign Max Scherzer and they sign a bat, a big bat, I mean like a Correa story bat, it's Seager then I'm okay with it. But if they go with Scherzer over any of those three, that doesn't help them in are, the slightest to compete with the Brewers. Are we all and, – and, Michael, you say this, and like I said, I want to move on to a couple of things. So one last question. Are we all sort of in agreement that I don't know that we can go into the season with Paul Young and Ed Mundo Sosa as our shortstop? Ideally, you wouldn't have those guys as your shortstops, but I would be much more comfortable, in my opinion, with Sosa than DeYoung. Sosa can't hit good pitching at all. Well, he's hitting a lot better than DeYoung is. Well, yeah, regardless of what hit pitching. At all. <laughs> exactly. Neither so, of the two. Which goes back to what Mike was okay, saying. I'm saying shortstop <laughs> position is a premium right now. There's so many good shortstops. If they don't go get Seager, Correa, or Story, the season's going to be the same next year. I, I would like to see us get those guys. Here's my concern. They're going to just bid. The bidding war for those guys could be outrageous. And pay them. Yeah. Pay them 30 a year. They're all worth it. So, here's, so we're on record. Mike is saying Scherzer. You're saying a shortstop. I'm saying a shortstop. I, I just I want all my Cards fans out there know I want both. I want both, too. But they're not <laughs> yeah. going to get both. I have to be somewhat realistic about this. Yeah, sure. I want I want both plus a all-star center fielder while we're at it. But So you you're know. saying so what you're saying, Mike, is we're trading for Mike Trout. Byron Buxton. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Hey, we're trying to shop Byron Buxton. I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Just a couple more baseball notes. I want to get to football because – Here's the thing, while, while my soul is still living in, in baseball world right now, and as Mike said, he's ready for some cooler temps, I am in full agreement with that as well. I'm, I'm really excited about football, so I want, I want to get to that, and then we got some stuff I want to hit on as well. Mike, have you ever seen anything like Shoei Otani? No, absolutely not. This is, this is what it was like to see Babe Ruth, I think. And maybe even better. Oh, I, probably I, better. I mean, given the year, athletes right? in so I, game. I hate to say that. And but this guy, he just hit his forty-first home run today. He's now put himself into the the Cy Young discussion. I don't think he wins the Cy Young, but he does have a three ERA. But no one's right with this. No one, no. Garrett Cole doesn't isn't taking this it. This one hasn't been very good lately. I'm. This is unbelievable what we're seeing. It is unbelievable. He he is he is a marvel, and I am I am glad that we get this that we get to witness it. A, a great two-way player. I've, and he, he just seems like a good – like, obviously he doesn't speak English, but he just seems like a good dude. Totally. Yep. And I think uh, – you're right. I think he'll get some votes for the Cy Young, but I don't think he'll win it. I honestly think if uh, Robbie Ray continues to pitch like he is now, he's going to end up winning the Cy Young. That, that's a good call. I, I mean, I think he's been so good. He's really revamped his career there in, in Toronto. Guys always had good stuff. But uh, – and then – what what do you think about Tatis in the outfield? Do you think that's where he sticks? Do you think he is still the long-term answer at shortstop? Uh, 
what what would, would you say he hit last night on a throw from the off of ninety eight? It was like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would be surprised if they don't stick him in the outfield going forward. I really would. Just to keep his body healthy, right? I mean, yep. less throws. Yeah, the the wear and tear on his shoulder, diving on it all the time. That's what keeps getting hurt. So I would I would think just you know being able to save the wear and tear and be in the outfield. I mean, they got to protect their investment and keep him in the lineup. I I don't think he's worth the money he got if he's in the outfield. Is that I don't think he's at if all. If he's putting up his numbers, he might be right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Trout plays outfield. Yeah, he plays center field. Okay, I get position. it, but. I mean, Aaron Judge plays right field. He's not getting paid yet. He's but look at it this way. Bryce look Hall at it this way, Caleb. The, the money he makes now, um, he may not be worth it as an outfielder. But three, four years from now, that same money is going to be closer to chump change. And pr- probably perfectly in line with some of your best outfielders. I don't know if it's ever going to be chump change. That's quite a bit of change. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think it could get you air conditioning. I think that there's a case <laughs> to say that he won't be in the out, won't be in the infield, only because C.J. Abrams is the num one of the top shortstop prospects in all of baseball. He might be number one now, and he's in their minor league system. He's a stud, but I don't think they paid him as a shortstop. So he, I mean, as an outfielder, so he will be a shortstop again, I believe. And I don't think his shoulder is going to be a problem after this offseason because he will get the surgery. And from everything I've read about it is the surgery, it's not a thing that continues much after the surgery. It's a long rehab, but after it's rehab, he has to get, there's like structural damage in the shoulder, so it keeps popping out. But once that gets fixed, he should be good to go, unless he has another traumatic injury to it later on down the line. But it shouldn't affect him nearly as bad, or even maybe at all, unless something where, like, he jams on a base or something. After he gets the surgery, he's just putting that off currently so he can play this year. And there's no doubt, like, I think as baseball fans, we want to see him at shortstop. But also, to be fair, as a baseball fan, I want to see him on the field. Yeah. Right. So that's more important to but me. I and see more outfielders get hurt than shortstops. No, I, I, don't yes, get, do. I, I get it. But I'm saying with his injury, I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting conundrum for the Padres. And I think you're right with, with Abrams coming up. Um, that could be – and Cronenworth has played a really good shortstop for them. He's their second baseman of the future, though. Yeah. Oh, I agree And with I that. think the problem – I think Tatis is talented enough to win a Gold Glove at shortstop at some point in time in his career. And I would, and I would actually say that he might win two or three before he's done if he were to be there and keep working at it, which I'm assuming he works pretty hard considering how good he is. Eddie Sosa might have something to say about that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but also, I just don't I, – I, if you're going to have an outfielder out there because you're worried that his arm's going to get injured, well, the argument against that is way more wear and tear on your body to have an outfield in the infield, a lot more. But I think you do it more often on the I understand, game. but you can't tell you can't have an outfield out there that you tell it to die every day like you're doing now. You can't. Right. Because then how many games could you lose Run into walls. because I get someone it. doesn't do that? You're not safe anywhere. I think we all know that. Like you can't hide an injury. We've we remember when we tried to hide Albert in left field and he couldn't throw. Yeah. <laughs> he had to hand the ball to somebody <laughs> and to throw it in. Right. So, you know, we've seen that. I I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what the Padres organization does to protect their investment. Um, look, here's what I'll say, and this will be the last thing I say about baseball. I think baseball right now is in an incredible place as far as the talent of the game, the young talent, as well as watching Wayno do what he's doing almost turning 40 is great for baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's great for us as Cardinal fans, but it's really good for the game. And I think right now it's in such a good state. I hope they don't fuck it up with the CBA. Yep. I, 
Uh, that that's was, all I can say. It worries like, me. That's but... all I can say. When you put that many egos and that much money in a room, it, something's bound to go wrong. It will. So let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, I just think if you're baseball, you can't, you can't screw that up right now. So let's, let's hope that cooler heads prevail. Everybody gets what they need. Uh, we, we move on, and we have baseball for the next foreseeable future in, a, in the place it's in because it's only growing in, in popularity right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, so. it's in an awesome place right now. The viewership's up, and the talent is incredible right now. Like Shohei Otani, you know, Cunha, all those guys, it's, I've never seen anything. Oh, the, the, I mean, the All-Star game was so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the future of baseball. Let's hope we have Max Scherzer and Carlos Correa in St. Louis next year. <laughs> that's two insane personalities <laughs> i think they should i think they should put the lockers right next to each other they would hate each other they would absolutely they might beat each other up first i day. hope they do honestly we need some fire <laughs> <laughs> oh all right let's switch let's switch over because mike i know as an avid football fan there's a reason you have 472 tvs in your basement right <laughs> so you can watch every single game saturday and sunday so let's let's start with a little college football as, as a guy i love the nfl but set college football Saturday, like I love the kickoff show. Game day is one of my favorite things to watch. Um, are you pretty excited about this upcoming college season? Absolutely. I, I love college football. And just the talk of potentially expanding the playoffs gets me even more excited about it. I mean, it's there's nothing like college football on a Saturday morning. Um, I've been to Notre Dame Stadium on a Saturday morning and it's incredible. And the, the pageantry and the, the excitement and the buildup, there's nothing like it. The college game is second to none. So yeah, definitely excited. And uh, we got week zero this weekend. Yeah. Yep. So let's talk a little ACC. You want to talk a little ACC football? Sure. Fantastic. As a, as a Syracuse fan, this could be difficult for you. <laughs> well, let me just say this. Syracuse went one in ten last year. They did. It's hard to get any worse than that. That is that is true. That is true. Uh, but hey, but look, we're going to look on the bright side. They're returning eighteen starters from that one in ten team, so we get to see more of the same this year. That's all I was say. I think, that, I think that might be the dark side. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the, ACC, the ACC last year. You know, obviously, we always think about Clemson. Zero um, and five in bowl games last year. What a shocker. Yeah, very much so. And it's, I don't think necessarily going to be much better this year because it's really Clemson and everybody else. Um, Miami should be decent. Um, North Carolina should be pretty good. But after that, you're looking at all mediocre to not very good at all teams. Yeah, I, it, it's one of those, like, obviously we have the ACC network because I think we have every college channel you can get. So I will watch those games, but it is sort of the forgotten Power Five conference, right? Definitely in football. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I guess you could say the Pac-12. Everybody just expects Clemson to roll over everybody. I think Carolina's going to be really good. I I worry about the fact that they lost so many guys last year at, on the offensive side of the ball. But enter the transfer portal. Right? Yes. So you yes. go get the stud running back from Tennessee, um, and I think you know I think that is going to obviously help them. Ty Chandler. Sorry, couldn't think of his name for a second. Sam Howell is so fun to – you think he's going to be maybe the number one pick next year in the draft? I think he's got a really good shot. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure he's got to be – he'll be in Heisman. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be in the Heisman 
There's just always that one surprise Joey Burrow type guy that you don't see coming. So you never can really guess who's going to win the Heisman. Right. No one would have said Devontae Smith was winning the Heisman. Well, it does seem like with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey, I mean, obviously Trey Lance is the one double A, you know, I still call it that. But with those guys gone, uh, Jamar Chase gone, um, it does seem like Najee Harris, it does seem like the stars are all in the NFL right now. Yep. Yep. And it's going to make it the next star. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's going to start in the ACC with Clemson. Uh, you know, they have the sophomore quarterback, and I'm probably going to mess up his name, uh, DJ. Yeah, we just call him DJ. Yeah, okay, we'll stick with DJ because yep. if I had to, if I had to get uh, my paycheck, you know, dependent on pronouncing his last name, I probably would be broke. It really looks like ukulele to me. Yes, I can see that. But I, I'm just going to call him DJ every time I talk about DJ him. DJ Falafel. <laughs> I thought he played shortstop for the Rangers. He does. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Kinder falafel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think your Heisman, there's some, uh, there's some good candidates, uh, North Carolina and Clemson both have uh, quarterbacks that should be in the hunt for the Heisman. So that, if anything else, the ACC should be fun to watch for that reason. I think so. And, and I think Clemson gets back what Jordan Ross, right? He was out last year when they stud wide receivers. Correct. Um, also, if you want to watch a guy get ejected one every three weeks, James Skalski is still there. <laughs> I Every NFL team has to be waiting for that guy to do an Oklahoma drill, right? Oh, absolutely. And they're going to line him up against the guy they don't want on their team. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, go, go kill this guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> that Skalski guy is nuts. Yeah, and I'll tell you, my, uh, my dark horse in the ACC that I think might be – a little better than what their preseason rankings look like is Boston College. Uh, Second-year coach, uh, they showed some signs last year, and they've, they've got quite a few guys, um, 17 returning starters, in, including their quarterback. So I think they have a chance to actually surprise some people this year in the ACC. And I think for a lot of people, the only time you're probably going to get to see BC is if they play Notre Dame this year. Probably so. Yep. Unless you have the ACC network like you do. We do. That is right? true. I do have yep. the ACC network. Uh, Jerkovich, right? Isn't that their quarterback? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, my, I, I'm interested to see what NC State does. They've kind of just been hovering in that we're pretty good. We're not great. And we're not like just in that middle range. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I'm kind of yep. interested to see what they do. Also, I'm not going to lie. I did not realize this until I started looking into college football more. I am, I, I am not a fly cannot stand Florida State, but I love the McKenzie Milton story. Yeah. And I want to see what he does there. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, first he has to win the job. Um, Correct. And and then, yeah, but he would be a, a great story to follow. They're still, for Florida State to have the expectations of winning six games, it, it's pretty sad that their programs come to that now. I, I would like to say I'm sad about it. <laughs> but you're not. I mean, I'm not sorry. Right. Right. Like, that's terrible. Like, shouldn't say that. I, I say it. I hate them. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't, I don't even know why. I don't even know when it started. It's basketball. Well, Bobby Sura back in the day it started Carolina, there for me. Their jerseys are trash. <laughs> All their players are always, like, dickheads to North Carolina in basketball. I can't stand. I have never liked their football team either. I did love Dion. Yes. They but that's about it. Their mascot here soon. <laughs> Well, it is named after a tribe. So if they do it, then Illinois will have to do the same thing. So let's relax a little bit. I just don't like them. 
Caleb's a little surly today, everybody. He is. Caleb definitely. Just a MacBook and has everything lined up. He's got a new job with the Cardinals. He has a nice coffee sitting here. You would think he'd be in a little better mood, but evidently that drive to Lewis and Clark yep. and the sweat has just like put him on a little bit of edge. So deal with him. Between a little bit it being hot and Nolan are not on. All right. I'm interested to see Miami, right? Like another, by the way, another team I cannot stand. I don't mind Miami. What's that reasoning? I, I just think it goes back to, I mean, obviously you used to have the convicts versus the criminals when it was Notre Dame, Miami. And I wasn't, I'm not a Notre Dame fan necessarily either. Wait, that was wrong. The convicts Catholics versus, versus, see, I did that all wrong. Catholics versus criminals. What does that mean? Like the, you had the Catholics at Notre Dame and you had all the criminals at Miami. That sounds problematic. Well, I mean, Ray Lewis did kill a guy. Okay. Well, that's alleged first off. And don't come at Ray Lewis. So, Either way, that was sort of their makeup, but they did have the start. I mean, you had Ed Reed, you had you had all, Warren Sapp. That, like, they've had every star, it seems like, go through Miami. They are always loaded with talent. The, I've seen a few publications say that they think that they could really, really make a run at the Final Four. Do you see that being, like, le, like a legit thing? Well, I think what makes it possible is Derek King. Uh, he's just a dynamic playmaker at quarterback, and that gives you a chance you know, in every game. Now, Manny Diaz is, you know, I I don't consider him to be a great coach by any means, (laughs) but when you get down to their schedule, I mean, if they, their, their opening schedule is very, very weak. Um, I mean, their first five games are all, you know, they're going to be favored by double digits. I'm sorry, their first four games and then North Carolina. So, Appalachian State, Michigan State, Connecticut, Central Connecticut State, and Virginia, all they'll be favored by double digits in all those games. So they should have a cakewalk to get ready for North Carolina. First of all, I'm sorry. I just want to rewind just like 10 seconds. Yeah. There's a Central Connecticut State. Central Connecticut State. That is correct. Do you no, know don't. the mascot right off the top of your head? I don't. I'm going to find out while you guys talk. Yeah. Okay. And, I've never heard and, of that place in and, my life. And the other thing with – with Miami this year, they do not play Clemson in the regular season. Oh. So, so you have a you have a potential for them to, if they were to beat North Carolina, they they could be uh, realistically undefeated going into the uh, conference championship game against Clemson. Here's the problem so, for Miami. Yeah, it's great you don't play Clemson because they're probably going to beat them because Clemson's Clemson. But that is the reason that every single person they had that somehow decides who the final four are, because that's still bullshit <laughs> mm-hmm. to keep them out. They could go undefeated. Well, they would play them in the ACC final. Yeah. yeah so it was that game going to the rest of the year. Like Clemson has gone undefeated. They're going to be in the final four. Um, I disagree. Alabama, I, I disagree. I, I mean, when you start, the they year, got whitewashed last year in you, the final. When four. you start the year, Alabama's in the final four, right? Ohio state's going to have a chance. Clemson's going to have a chance. And Oklahoma's going to have a chance. Other than that, good luck. Right. Well, again, by a lot, or they're not putting you in it. Which goes so, back to what Mike said earlier: the excitement over the top twelve. Right. That's that makes yes. it so much better. Absolutely. So here's the deal, though. So the reason why Miami has a chance: Clemson opens up their season at home against Georgia. That that's a coin flip. That game can yeah. go either way. And if Clemson were to lose that game and then lose to Miami in the ACC championship game, they're out. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and let's also not forget that they lost their quarterback in the last 12 years. Trevor Lawrence is gone. Right. Yeah, but Dabo Dabo Swain is such a good coach. Just because he does the drip on TikTok Dabo's, doesn't mean we love Dabo. Dabo's a really good coach. He is. He'll he have is. some inspirational words. Dad, get out of here. How many good players? They also you? don't have ETN. I, I think there's a lot of questions with Clemson. I'm well, going to go out right now and say I don't think Clemson is in the Final Four. I think they will be. Well, here's the here's the thing. If they beat Georgia, they're in the Final Four. The rest <laughs> of their the, – I'm serious. The rest of their schedule is god-awful. Do they play I, Carolina this year? They don't. Okay. What so, is, so do well, you've got the Atlantic the Division and the Coastal Division, so you only cross probably a few times. So that Coastal Division outside of, what, Miami and uh, UNC, I mean, you're getting, what, maybe Virginia Tech, Virginia, Duke, Georgia Tech. Those teams are all so, garbage. Let, let me let me run, run you through their schedule real fast. Yeah. Okay. So and this has their projected uh, rough roughly their point spreads for these games. So they started against Georgia at home, and they're they're estimated to be a five point favorite in that game. And then here you go: South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, at North Carolina State, where they they project to be a six, 16 point favorite. North Carolina State did almost beat them last year. They did. Hey, Syracuse beat them in 2018. But, you know, anything can happen. Then you go Boston College, 23 and a half. At Syracuse, 28 and a half. At Pittsburgh, 16. Florida State at home, minus 26 and a half. At Louisville, 19 and a half. Connecticut at home, minus 53. Wake Forest, minus 23 and a half. 53? Yeah, 53. UConn's really bad. Uh, You want to guess the line on South Carolina State? I, I'm going to say before I guess that line, I'm going to say CM's varsity could hold up to 53 points. <laughs> I mean, no, they it's bad. It, it's bad. It's okay, bad. What, what is it? I want to know the line. 63 in the, in the week two game. So what you're telling me is I'm Nine touchdowns. the money line in my parlays for uh, Clemson all year long. Well, I mean, Georgia. yeah, but if you're riding the money line, you're making about a buck and a half on your well, $100 I'll, bet. I will parlay so. them with like five other games, but yeah, like – Yes, you are correct. The thing that makes Clemson so dominant is those teams, if they play well, they score 70. Like, that's not an exaggeration either. They've right. scored 70 multiple times recently. And if they if they don't play well, then they only win by 20. <laughs> like, right. it's not even that competition. It's like I just think you Cardinals have a lot of playing the Little League World Series. I just think you have a lot of questions with Clemson who, I mean, they, they got they, – they lost to LSU two years ago. They got throttled last year in the, in the playoff game. You lose Trevor Lawrence and ETN. Obviously, T. Hick, T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins. Yeah, gone. Like from a couple. Of, I, I just think you have a lot of questions there, and, and I'm not saying they don't make it to. I, actually, I am saying I don't think they're going to make it to the Final Four because I think either Carolina or or Miami beats them in the ACC championship, and you could have three or four other maybe even five other undefeated teams that are going to sneak up in there. I could be wrong. I Obviously, you never know. I mean, I, I, I'm not looking at every schedule right now. I just feel like Clemson isn't in the mold of some of these other teams. You don't know. Though. That's, a, that's the You're crazy right. thing You're right. about that's college fair. football. Yeah. Did you think that LSU was going to run off a championship run with Joe Burrow? Not after I watched Joey Burrow play the year before that's they what did I'm that. You don't know right. who's going to step up, who's going to get – who the quarter, I don't know who the quarterback coach is in Clemson. But who he's going to get in the ear of and make great? I mean, you just have no idea. And maybe it's all Trevor their five, star, all their five star recruits, um, they get the best players from around the country because they're a great school. 
and they've got this name now. They're getting guys. Oh, Dabo has crazy. done it. Yeah, you're no, no so doubt. So all the, I'm sure that there are guys there that know more so much about football can get one or two of those five star recruits to become stars. So I don't have any doubt that they're going to be at least in the mix to be. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I, I agree they'll be in the mix. I, yeah. I, I, I would be and after shocked he, if they don't make it. After hearing that schedule that Mike just read off, maybe you guys are changing my mind now. Well, and here's the thing, Mike, and Caleb kind of touched on this. That as somebody that loves to root for the underdog, th- this is what's wrong with college football. Yeah. Right? So you're going to start this season, and I don't have the AP rankings in front of me, but I'm willing to bet that Clemson and Georgia will probably both be in the top five when, it, when, they, when they meet in week one. So you're going to have – even if Clemson loses, okay, let's say they're number two or number three and they lose to number five, Georgia, they're going to fall to like number seven or number five or number six. And then they're going to rattle off, you know, nine straight wins by five touchdowns and they're only going to move up. So they're going to end up at the ACC championship game in a spot where if they win, they're going to be in the final four even if they lose that first game to Georgia. Yeah, you know what's ridiculous? I haven't looked at this once, and the four teams I said would be in the finals, top four ranked. <laughs> yeah, what, what are those? It's, uh, Alabama one, Oklahoma two, Clemson three, Ohio State four, and then you were correct, Georgia five. Now, we're not getting into the SEC right now, but we can obviously talk college football as we go through the season. Texas A&M, I think, is going to be really good. I think that could be a shocker. Uh, they're number six right now. But you, I mean, if Clemson, if Clemson beats Georgia, which I can't wait to watch that game. By the way, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. We may have to go to sports town to watch that game. But if if that game or that, somewhere else, <laughs> anyway, if if that game goes, I mean, if Georgia wins that game, that's going to shake up everything. Oh, absolutely! And I love sports that, by the way. So yeah, I'll meet you. Yeah, later. I do too. I, I yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with going to, and I love all the TVs. It's like Mike's basement. Yep. It is. It is. It's a lot like my basement. And uh, like your basement I know with a lot of different people I don't want to be around. <laughs> yeah, we're okay with you, Mike. Yeah. Um, just so everyone knows, because I know our listeners are hanging on this, Central Connecticut State is the Blue Devils. Are the Very Blue nice. Devils. Ew, okay. And yeah. their nickname is, uh, or their mascot's name is Kaiser. They, we've got to improve. Those guys have to improve. So they took the game. mascot and gave a stupid name. <laughs> they did. They did. Got it. Anybody, Mike, anybody in the ACC outside of Boston College, you see – I mean, I, I still think they're probably going to get six teams into a bowl game, and that's only because doesn't almost everybody – I mean, everybody makes a bowl now. Yeah, I, I think uh, – I mean, I think Virginia Tech, North Carolina State, I think both of those teams are probably um, going to end up bowl eligible at the end of the year and maybe Pittsburgh. I'm kind of intrigued to see Virginia, too. They always seem to just sneak in right around 500. I mean, it just yep. seems like. Yeah, it seems like a rite of passage. It's they're kind of like the Cardinals; they middle their way through the year, and then, you know, all of a sudden they're in a in a chance to make the playoffs at the end. And they wait for not, March not, to have a chance to win a national title. <laughs> but I, I, I don't wait for. Seems to be in a lot of bowl games too. They, like, they, I would they, be, oh yeah, they I are. would be shocked if they went somehow six and four and made a bowl game. I wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I think they've played in what five straight bowl games or something like that. Yeah, they only played nine games. Is so last year they played. Yeah. Um, where is that? Five, yeah, four and five. Less because of COVID. Remember yeah. we had all the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they, will, they, will they play 11 this year? Five straight consecutive – yeah, five consecutive bowl games. They'll play 12 this year, yeah, right? Mike, isn't everybody playing 12? I believe so. And yeah. I think the only thing I can really guarantee you about the ACC this year 
Syracuse will not be in a bowl game. <laughs> Here's the thing. I am rooting that they find another Donovan McNabb. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, here's the thing. You know you're in dire straits when you're opening the season on the road as a one-point underdog to Ohio. Not, not <laughs> hey, Ohio State. Bobcats. Not Ohio State. Ohio. Is Ohio the, Bob- the most forgotten college in the world? Probably. They're never good at anything. <laughs> no, they were They're- good in the NCAA tournament. They, they almost beat Illinois, yeah, right? Or they beat Illinois in the regular season. Everyone was proud Last year. That doesn't like, make that doesn't make you great, Mike. It's like, Do what, what Mike? <laughs> I said that doesn't mean you're good. No, that's fair. Fair. <laughs> that's very fair. That's very fair. I'm coming up. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm. I can't wait. I, and I want. We're going to talk some betting stuff here in a little bit. So I'm really, really. I, I'm ready for college football. I'm ready for the NFL. Let's talk. Let's dig into the NFL just a little bit. Unless you got something else you want to throw out. Any tidbit you need for us from the ACC that our fans might need? I I think we covered it. I think very well. Probably better than the ACC network. <laughs> To be fair, I hope they're listening. I I'm sending them my resume. Them. Yeah. They won't so send them my resume. They won't listen to it. But <laughs> they don't look at their Twitter mentions. I try all the time. <laughs> oh, All right. Let's, talk, hey, let's, let's start in, in, in your favorite world, the AFC South. All right. Uh, as a Titans diehard, like one of the biggest Titans fans I know, you, uh, Billy Hurst around here is a big Titans fan. Um, another kid I know, Matthew Bortel, who's a principal in Nashville, is a big Titans fan. But you have been this way for a long, long time. Let, okay, in the NFC or the AFC South, you have two what I believe really good teams and two teams that are absolute dog shit. That's absolutely right. That, that's as good a synopsis as you can get. So, I, I, look, I, for my lifelong, you know, affiliation with this team, not quite lifelong, 87 when they were the Oilers, but – um, Shout out to Warren Moon. Exactly. I'm so you can, um, I so I have been with them through thick and thin, and let's be honest, mostly thin. <laughs> um, so I'm actually really optimistic this year, which is kind of scary. So that the offense was lights out last year. Ryan Tannehill has been a revelation, and statistically one of the best three or four quarterbacks in the entire league since he took over the starting role in Tennessee. The defense, on the other hand, was historically bad last year. So they pretty much cleaned house, and um, they basically got rid of the entire secondary except for Kevin Byard. They brought in Jack Rabbit Jenkins on one side, uh, they drafted a kid out of LSU last year, Christian Fulton. He'll be playing at the other corner. Mm-hmm. They, they, they drafted two more guys, uh, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech in the first round. And Maybe Elijah, to steal the draft, by the way. If he stays healthy, for sure. Yeah. And then um, Elijah Molden, who has been a star in the preseason um, out of Washington, I think they got him in like the fourth round. So they've really invested in the secondary. And so far, I know it's only preseason, but – um, in the two games they've played, with mostly the starters not playing, uh, they haven't allowed a team past their 24-yard line in the two games. So, again, cautiously optimistic. I've become, I, I don't really have a team in the AFC that I really truly root for. You know what I mean? So, right. with the advent of fantasy – I mean, not the advent. I've been playing fantasy football for 30 years. But with, right. like, with that paper. Said, I, I, I really love players. I'm going to be honest. Derek Henry – 
is rising in the ranks of my all-time favorite football players. I mean, he's amazing. And, and that's hard for me to say of a guy who went to Alabama. Right, right. Same, because I, you know? I, I certainly don't pull for Alabama either. But he's a great guy. He's a great teammate. And he, does, he just doesn't seem to wear down. Knock on wood. He if doesn't you get ever want to feel bad about yourself, go to really his Twitter or his Instagram and watch his workouts. Ridiculous. They're not human. He was no. doing squats on a medicine ball. Yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. broken forty-eight bones. You wouldn't have been able to get on the medicine. No, I, that's. I would not have right. even been able to stand on the medicine ball. Right. No, I I sprained my ankle just looking at the medicine ball, <laughs> and I, I realized it's not for me. He just seems to be at another level of human when it comes to not just specimen, but we're talking about a guy who wasn't highly regarded. Like people told him he wasn't going to do well at Alabama. And he just kind of, from that day on, said, yeah, well, screw that. And now, I, I mean, you've got, was it, Dar- now I could be pronouncing this wrong, is it Darrington Evans? Darrington Evans, yeah. Okay. You th- do you think they, they spell him more to kind of keep some, I mean, his carries just keep going up. Do you think maybe they spell him more with a guy like Evans? I think that's the plan, Mike, but Darrington Evans can't seem to stay healthy either. And okay. there really And there really aren't very many options behind him. That's kind of what put uh, him behind the eight ball last year and why they gave him so much. I mean, you're going to give him work because he's a horse, but right. they, they drafted Darrington Evans last year with the hope of, you know, getting him some third down work, maybe spelling him a series or two each half. Uh, couldn't stay on the field, and he's, he's hurt again this preseason. So there's not – the cupboard's pretty bare behind Derrick Henry, and to be honest, pretty bare behind Ryan Tannehill. So – the the hopes and dreams of the entire season are going to rest on the health of those two guys and, and their offensive line. Here's the thing, though. Um, they're going to have to give Derrick Henry less carries this year. They're going to have to because if they don't, that wide receiver they just got, I don't know if you heard him, his name's Julio Jones. <laughs> He's pretty decent. He, yeah. will, he will get out fast because he is one of those wide receivers with the big egos. If you don't give him what he wants, in terms that he does, I guarantee it. I don't know. Dad, he's a wide receiver. They all have egos. <laughs> if, you, if you don't give him the passes he wants, he will get the fuck out and he will not come back. I, I don't agree I, with that. Dad, that's what everyone does. You're really surly today. I'm being honest. I, uh, but, wide receiver, if they don't get the passes, that's how they get paid. They have to yeah. get passes so they get paid. Caleb, I think Julio's probably past that stage in his career. I, I mean, you're right about wide receivers in general, but Julio's been around a while and he's played on some – Good teams, and he's played on some bad teams in Atlanta. And I think he's at the point now where he doesn't need to be the guy. And he would really just want to be part of a winning team. And as someone who can't stand the Falcons, I can't say it enough. They were up 28-3 to at halftime. Yes, they were. Yeah, that was bad. And he did make one of the greatest sideline catches I've seen in a long time. Here's my thing. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Julio Jones is maybe the most talented wide receiver in football. Behind DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion. But I don't know how – like, you're going to have to ride him. Because, you could, first off, you want Derrick Henry to be fresh in the playoffs. Because his playoff performance last year was not good at all. You want him to be as fresh as he can be so he can be out there. And what he does for that team is incredible. Because you, they can't stack a box anymore. You stack the box against Derrick Henry, and you let Julio Jones be loose. And A.J. Brown on the other luck, side. People can't even cover him when he's not – when he's double team. So right. Luck, but I'm going to say Julio Jones. He, might, he probably wants to win. I agree. But he's going to want his catches. He is. Well, Every wide receiver wants his catches because they want to impact the team as much as they know they can. And when he is right, the thing, yeah, he was on some bad teams with the Falcons, but what did they have 
every year when he was there, they had Matt Ryan throwing the throwing the ball every down. So he he's going to want to get the ball, and Derrick Henry's probably going to be okay with not getting as many touches, so he's not dead come week. <laughs> Absolutely. But, hey, you know, Mike kind of touched on it already. I'm not certain Julio is going to lead the team in targets. Agreed. AJ, AJ Brown. Brown is a stud. He is an he absolute is star. He is a stud. And I, I so, have full agreement. And I just think – I think what that does – like, I think Julio is, like, maybe sitting back smoking a cigar. He's probably drinking a nice glass of wine right now thinking this is freaking awesome because they're going to have to – they're going to have to stop Derrick Henry. They're going to have to find a way to cover a guy that nobody can cover in AJ. He's so fast. They're, I'm out here. They're going to almost forget about me. You've got, you've got the Fisker kid or whatever, Fisker or Fisker, running Fisker. down the, the, the scene. And then you go out and you draft Des Fitz, Fitzpatrick from Louisville. I, he's, Julio's got to be living like – he's got to be thinking, I'm not the dude. Yeah, I think that's, that's just it. I, I think Henry – He's not thinking that. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, he knows he's going to do. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. That's not what I'm saying. He's not, I guarantee you there's never been a thought in Julio Jones' okay, head. Okay, I'm going to mute his mic. That's been said. <laughs> he's in the same mic. I would guarantee you Julio Jones has never thought in his head that he's not the dude. You know, you understood the sentiment of what I was saying. Exactly. Mike, did you understand what I was saying? Uh, absolutely. And the bottom line is, you know, yeah, Derrick Henry probably will see fewer carries just by default because this is all going to be based on how the defenses play. I, if you want to stack the box – AJ and Julio are going to eat. Yep. Bottom line. I also think if – I mean, with that revamped defense and Jeffrey Simmons, right? Yes, sir. Also stud. I, I just think if you revamp that defense – and this could be a quick strike offense. Henry can score from anywhere on the field. We've seen AJ Brown score from anywhere on the field. We know that Julio can score from anywhere on the field. And we know that, that Tannehill, he throws dimes. He does. He, so he, he's be been – You don't even see Derrick Henry in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, that's again cautiously optimistic. I'm knocking on wood. Absolutely. Now, listen, and, and, over under for the Titans is nine. Tell me how I don't house that. Like, just bet on that. I, I again, you know, I, I don't like to even bet on my team, but you know, if you if you're betting the Titans total and you're not taking the over, I don't know what to tell you. Agreed. I mean, for, first of all, the Texans and Jaguars are awful. That's got to be four wins. There's four wins. You're going to probably, I mean, potentially split with the Colts. You might take them both. We don't know what Carson Wentz. We haven't got to that. Right. And I don't know. I'm going to have to look at the rest of their schedule. I assume since they were a playoff team that made a decent run, it's probably a harder schedule on paper. But, again, that nine, I mean, you can't tell me that they're not going to be 10 and 7. If they stay healthy, I can't see how they don't win 10 games. You know, you mentioned the offensive line. The offensive line last year was beat to – shreds it was terrible uh taylor lawan missed a good portion of the year saffold missed a few games um um the right tackle dennis kelly was out for a few games they were down to numbers two and three on the depth chart at multiple positions on the offensive line last year and derrick henry still ran for two thousand yards i guess it's also worth noting that on that same vein as you're saying that you think they're going to pass a lot more this year, as they show, because Tannehill's a really good quarterback, and now they've got multiple weapons. That say that um, helps your offensive line a lot when they want to stay healthy. Not having to worry about run every single play, like that helps them a lot. Oh, they absolutely. They get beat up when Derek Henry's running up the gut every time. <laughs> that dude does not run outside very often. It's straight up the gut, go through people. And yeah. 
Josh Norman style when he just pushed them off. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the Colts. Um, I know they're incredibly optimistic. Came off a great year last year, eleven and five. Also with the same over under of nine, which seems odd to me. I, I'm not sure what Vegas is seeing that I'm not. I always trust Vegas, but I feel like those seem both kind of low for me with the Colts and the Titans. They might have. They must have tough schedules. I'm sure they do. And again, that's on me for not looking at all of the schedules. But, but I think if I'm if I was to bet on the Titans. And they were playing 16 games, I would hammer the over on nine. Yeah, I think the, time, the Titans one to me really surprised me. The Colts one might be more Carson Wentz than anything. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of it has to do with Carson Wentz. I think that's yeah. I, I think that's spot on. They don't yeah, have yeah. the that's they don't have the safety like net of Jacoby Brissett anymore, um, who was able to come in and win games off the bench. Uh, now they're looking at Eason and Ellinger as their backups. So yeah, it would be they would be in dire straits if they ended up having Wentz miss any significant amount of time. And they are saying that they're optimistic he's going to be ready for week one. So that's Which is wild because they said five to 12 weeks. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be five. Yeah. Hey, yeah. not to mention so, that we're saying that Carson Wentz is also very much so a wild card. Oh, absolutely. That's so absolutely. He could either get them to 13 wins or, <laughs> or six. he could throw – Say he could throw twenty five interceptions and they could win six games. Like you don't know what he's gonna do. But if he's Carson Wentz of the Super Bowl run, Carson Wentz before he got hurt, and Nick Holt took over, like they could easily be. It would be a fun race between them and the Titans. I think. I, I think so. I, I think, think, think you can see both team. of those being playoff teams. I really truly do. I do too. So the thing about the Colts, you know, taking Carson Wentz out of the equation, they have a stud running back. They have a great offensive line. And they have a really, really good defense. So just that alone should keep you in most games. And yeah, when you have they, Quentin Nelson that you can run behind. He's a freak. Yes, he is unbelievable. I, that makes me feel pretty good on Sunday. And then when you're looking at Darius Leonard, who has become a, an absolute star in Indy, DeForest yep. Buckner, I mean, they are they, they are a talented team. And Xavier Rhodes looks like he's 25 again. Yeah, what's up with that? He was I, complete I toast. I thought he was out of the league. Yeah. So, so last year he was like picking up, picking off everybody. Yeah, that's it, been quite a turnaround. But I, I think that's the that's the reasoning that Vegas has them at nine wins for their total. I think they they can still win games even if Carson Wentz isn't great. Does here's the here's the question that I want to answer. Does Carson Wentz throw to Michael Pittman even though Pittman wouldn't give him his number? <laughs> I think they'll get over that at some point. Yeah. My, Michael Pittman Jr. said no to Carson Wentz. Let's just let that. Let's just let that sink in. Yeah. It must mean something. T.Y. Hilton. I, I've always been a T.Y. Hilton fan. He's getting older, but he's still. But going. yeah, I mean, he still is going to draw attention. I think. I think those two are interesting. Interesting race between those two yeah. for that division, and I'm kind. I'm really excited about it. I. I wish we could get the NFL package here, but we can't. I, I tend to lean Titans quite heavily because I don't. Once again, Carson Wentz, you have to have a, at least a decent quarterback. Like you don't have to have a great, great one to win this division, probably. But because it's going to be very tight in, I think the Titans and Colts will both play a lot of really close games, and they could lose or win. Right. And but for me, the Titans, the thing that sets them over the edge, I really, really like Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Sorry. <laughs> I really like Mike Vrabel. Yeah. I feel like he like gets in their drills with them. He's he's a really good, I think he's a little he's a really good coach. That's what he kind of I means. agree. I agree. I think Frank Reich's a great coach in Indy too. I know. I, so I, I think I, I think Frank will set him apart a little bit though. I think he's a really good and he's been there, done that now. They've experienced the playoffs a little bit more than this Colts team. This is a kind of a new look Colts team. Like in terms of the key members of the team, like you have a new you have a new quarterback. 
Right. That that everybody else is pretty much the same, but you're yeah. right. Yeah. That's and well, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. on the outside now. That's a huge With change. Carson's number. That's a change in culture. He has to be your leader, one way or the other. Well, and from all accounts, again, Twitter accounts. Let me just <laughs> right. But I'm not, I don't have boots on the ground telling me this. But from all accounts, he's a dude. They they love Carson Wentz, and and I think that was the thing in Philly until the injuries, and then Damn all of a sudden, like I think Philly's just an absolute shit show. Terrible. So it's terrible. You know, I'm interested to see. All right, let's talk about these bottom blowers just for a minute. I don't really want to spend much time on them just because, in my opinion, I don't think we need to. First of all, Deshaun Watson, what happens? Uh, well, if you believe Twitter conspiracy theorists, um, the, there are reports that the Texans kind of orchestrated all this. I don't know that I could possibly believe that. But there are people that believe that these charges are all going to get dropped and Deshaun Watson's going to play in Houston with, with, in Houston with no punishment. That wow. I, I can't imagine that's true, but there, there are people out there that insist that that's a, a real possibility. Oh my. If that is the case, then that is the dumbest run of sports organization ever. Well, because and, and the guy, their GM's really. like a big preacher, right? Deshaun Watson's not going to be like, okay, I've had these problems now, but I'm going to like your team. It's not going to happen. Right. It's going to give your team terrible publicity, and it's going to make him impossible to trade. So <laughs> why, what positive could possibly – you're the guys that make the decision. You don't even have to trade him. So yeah. Why did you make up a lie about sexual assault? And I'm not going to say that. I don't know what happened at all. Right. I was, right. don't really like to touch that. I wasn't that. really there. <laughs> right. But, but in, the event, in the event that that was the case, I can't fathom that because I don't see any outcome that is positive for that organization of that happening, of having your star guy. Now, because even if the allegations were to be dropped, there's still always going to be that looming over him that we don't know what happened. But we have heard that teams will trade for Deshaun Watson that for this year for the next 10 years. Right. Um, so so I, I don't know. Like, it, I – Here's the thing. They have their over-under right now at four. It's the lowest in the NFL. They were 4-12 and 12 last year. If Deshaun doesn't play, I don't know how they win four games. Right. I don't either. I guess I guess you make a case that they beat Jacksonville twice, and which is a stretch. But, yeah, that, yeah. but if, you're, if you're trying to make a case for winning four games, you, you say they beat Jacksonville twice and then find a way to stumble on two more wins. Here's here's my question to you, Mike, as a as a as a real diehard NFL fan. What I don't understand about Houston is you bring in a sixty five year old manager or coach. Yes. Coach. After you tell Deshaun you're going to get his input, then you don't get his input. JJ leaves not happy with the organization. No. Or DeAndre requ- requests out. Well, it gets traded really we're not sure what happened. Here it out. Right. Andre Johnson, who never says anything on Twitter, comes out in support of J.J. and DeAndre Hopkins and everybody else, who is a legend for the Houston Texans. Andre Johnson. I mean, when you think Houston Texans, outside of J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, it's Andre Johnson. What, what is happening? Who is going to go play for the Houston Texans? Well, the answer is um, guys that need a paycheck. Uh, but really – it's it's the most poorly run organization in the NFL and maybe even all of sports. And as a fan of a rival to them, I I love it, love every second <laughs> of it. Uh, I, I, I get it, I get it. Yeah. I get it. it blows my mind. 
it is. It's it really is. It's it's mind blowing that some of the decisions that they've made, both you know personnel wise, and then like you said, they bring in a coach after they said they were going to consult the quarterback, and they didn't. They went from having a twenty-one point lead on Patrick Mahomes and the second <laughs> going to the second half to just being the to worst be what team we're, to be maybe we've ever seen, and that's and the the team that might be close to them is the other team in this division. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know anyone's name on the team besides James Robinson. And I, Kevin Lawrence. I saw a thing today that said the Jaguars and the Texans are going to go 0 15 and 2. <laughs> tie. <laughs> at zero. Yeah. So I, tie each other twice. I think so needless to say that. Or I mean the Jaguars. Does the Urban Meyer experiment work in the NFL, Mike? Well, I, I will say this he, he's a winner and he, he is one everywhere he's been so i think if he sticks with it has enough patience to you know go through the growing pains i think he will eventually win in jacksonville i don't it's not going to be this year and it may not even be next year and that's that's kind of where you get to the point of how long does he want to do this um how long does he want to take the lumps but i I think he's a great coach and I think he will eventually turn it around. And I think, you know, eventually all these top draft picks that they get are going to, you know, you can't help, but get better. And if you have the right guy. And you also have an owner in Shad Khan who has shown that he will spend money. Yeah. And he wants to win. So, yeah, I do think eventually he'll get there. I mean, they were dealt a huge blow. Obviously they, their first round draft pick from Clemson ETN out for the season. Um, That, that's a pretty good buzzkill for your absolutely massive. First, also, yeah. I think he started off right. If he would have kept Tim Tebow on that team, <laughs> that, I'm not, this isn't like you know, it's supposed to be a joke. Even like <laughs> he would have lost the respect of a lot of guys in that locker. Yeah, it would have been almost nepotism, even though they're not related. <laughs> but it would have basically been that you cannot. That he started off on the right foot. Uh, I I have said on here before, and I've said to many people before. I coached football for one year, and I was absolutely probably the worst high school football coach of all time because everything looked good to me. I watched Tim Tebow try to block two guys. I would have yelled at him. It looked like a, I knew that was bad. It looked like a guy over 30 who's never played tight end in his life, which he was. Why did he get the chance? It legitimately it looked like you would put me out there trying to block Shaq Bear. Like that, that was the most important. I'm not that, sure that, if that was the most Shaq- you try to block Shaq Barrett, I don't think you'd get up. One of the most embarrassing. He's walking did, around. Tebow didn't get okay, up. He's walking around right now. I don't think he would be. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, look, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see it. I, I just don't know if they got the playmakers. It's got to be Trevor's going to throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game, right? Right. And I think uh, for you fantasy players, that's something to hang your hat on. They're going to be behind. They're going to they're going to have to throw it a lot. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence is actually going to end up putting up pretty good numbers this year. And – I would, I would roster a DJ Chark or a Marvin Jones on my team as well if, if I'm a fantasy guy because they're going to have to throw it. They're going to be behind a lot, and there's going to be a lot of garbage time with this team. Yeah, I'm, I think that's I'm a good I'm just point. hopeful that their offensive line isn't, isn't going to get Trevor Lawrence killed because right. if he has to throw the ball that much and drop back and go for long passes. We saw it happen to Joe Burrow. Starts, uh, yeah. Right. And I'm just hoping that they're able to have someone – I still, for the life of me, I don't understand blocking because I've never tried to do it. <laughs> but how are you 310 pounds and like guys pass you like this receiver? Speed, man. These guys, these guys are running four fives the line, and they're 300 NFL. pounds and on the D line. I'm talking about consistently being awful. 
outside of just the Titans and the Colts rosters? Well, I mean, I think those are the top storylines. I mean, Carson Wentz is probably the top storyline in the whole division. I, I think their their hopes are pinned to him, and if he's able to come back and be healthy starting week one, that's a big boost to them, and that's going to make the division uh, battle with the Titans really fun to watch. Who do the Titans open up with? Uh, they open up at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a really good game. It should be a good game. Are um, you going? I will be there, yes. Oh, do you have season tickets? I do. That's awesome. I do. Taylor and, and I have talked about going. If we do, we, maybe we can all ride down together. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, just, we'd like to go to a well, game. Like week one, I'll get my Kyler Murray jersey. <laughs> okay, I'm not. We're not I'm doing not, that. I'm not showing up with a Kyler Murray jersey next to me. All right, I got some. Uh... We're not showing up with anyone with a Kyler. <laughs> I, I'm buying. I'm going to buy a uh, a Henry, a Derrick Henry jersey. Well, I like Kyler. Absolutely. Murray. It's like baseball. Right? We're, we're trying to talk about the Titans here. <laughs> all right, let's let's. We I don't know that we have to spend a ton of time on the NFC South because even though Caleb and I talk to the Saints quite a bit, how I don't even in a world of salary cap, how did the Patriot or the Buccaneers get everybody back? Well, it's Tom Brady. I mean, everybody yeah. wants to play with Tom Brady. That's that's how they did it. Every, you know, everybody wants to. It's it's kind of the LeBron effect, you know. The guys are going to go play for the Lakers, and they'll take a few bucks to do it because they want to play with the best, and they want to have the best shot at winning a a championship. That's there is one big so. difference. Tom Brady wins championships. LeBron just gets there. Yeah. That, I, yeah, I can, I can, I can respect that argument. Like you, uh, it, it, just in a, in a nutshell, though, that's what happened. I mean, people want to go play with Brady. Oh no! Is, I, is I, there is there a world, or is there is there a world where Tom Brady goes twenty and zero this year? No. Okay. I, no, well, and I actually, I actually think the Buccaneers are going to take a little bit of a step back. I mean, I think, I think they were a really, really good team last year, but they did really play their best ball at the very end of the year. So I I didn't think they were a lights out, uh, unstoppable regular season team, and I think that's probably going to be the same way this year. And Bruce Arians said they're going to score forty points again. Well, I mean, they might. <laughs> you also they're good. Wonder, like, here's my question: as someone who's never obviously played anywhere near this level uh, of any sport, do you believe like the, some of these guys, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans? I mean, the list goes on and on. And Dominican Sue. Like, you get your ring, right? Right. Is there a complacency? Or I guess this is what separates Tom Brady, Jordan, Tiger, like these guys from everybody. Like, you get the championship, you want more. I feel like there's also a lot of guys out there who get a championship and you're like, hey, I got a championship. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Right. I mean, I think there's always a natural letdown after you win one. Um, And I think for a lot of the guys that just got their first taste of it, I think that's a valid concern. Yeah, repeating in the NFL is, I mean, outside of what, obviously, the, the Patriots, it's a very difficult thing. It is, but they have Tom Brady. And the, the, thing that's, <laughs> the thing that's different to me, the three guys you just named that are the guys that came back or coming back or whatever, they're all three probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. Mike they, Evans? 
he's on his way. I mean, he's had some great seasons. He has. I don't know the whole thing. I mean, he, he's on. If he has Tom Brady for three more years, he might. <laughs> he's legitimately, he might. And Hunter Brown should be in, and and Dominic Sue should be in. Given the NFL doesn't really care about character, <laughs> so I. I don't – no, they're not going to go 20 no. I just don't think that's going to happen. But I'm not going to sit here and doubt Tom Brady. Cause and that's what he said. He said the one thing I want is that complete undefeated season. So, it's been, I mean, it's just interesting. Excuse me, I, I agree with you, Mike. They open what – they're the game, first game of the year against Cowboys in yes. the very world. That's a win. So, um, that's going to be interesting to see. I, 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 I just never the, – the older I've gotten, the more I've appreciated Tom Brady. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, even that being said – there is going to come a time at some point where he starts to fall off. Correct. It may, it may not be this year, but it could be. And, and when he falls off or when he gets hurt or, you know, when he starts to lose some on his fastball, that team's going to suffer from it. And so yeah, I mean, we watched I think the New Orleans with Drew Brees last year. You right know, between injuries and just age, it was his broken leg stuff. It, it, it obviously, obviously, the injuries had something to do with. it. I think Tom Brady's going to go out on top, not necessarily win a championship, but I don't think he's. I don't think we're ever going to see a a mediocre top. Right, but like Mike said, an injury could change all that. It could. I mean, we but, know that in football, that can happen. <laughs> and if he does, it's a flat. So I right. don't see that happening either. I I don't I don't know. I hope he's bad. I really do because <laughs> I have not gotten more respectful of him with uh, age. I haven't. I can't stand him. He's weird. He kisses his children on the mouth. But I, I, I don't, I don't see it happening this year. Dear ACC Network, if you need an angry co-host, I'm not angry. He kisses his kid on the mouth. It's weird. Caleb Noble's the dude. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely salty today. (laughs) Yeah, Caleb. I mean, extra salty version of Caleb today. We haven't talked about. We haven't talked about anything good yet that I like. Okay, we're getting there. All right. We all know that the the Buccaneers are going to be good. Bruce Arians seems like also. I think he's a hard ass, no doubt about it. But he just seems like a guy everybody wants to play for. Mm-hmm. You know, James Winston, but yeah. right, right. Well, although James James threw thirty touchdowns that year, so let's talk about the Saints, okay? Sands, Michael Thomas. I'm not even going to. We, we've talked a little bit about that. In your opinion, obviously Jameis looks great against last week. It is the Jaguars, but he looked really good. Who do you think starts Week One? It's got to be Jameis. Okay. It, it's got to be. So, again, so I make the correlation to Tommy Edmond on the Cardinals. Love Tommy Edmond. A lot of fun to watch. But he, in the NFL, is a gadget player. I think Taysom Hill is a gadget player. He's at his best when you can utilize all of the versatility that he offers. You, can, you know, he comes in on kick return. He's the protector for the punter. He's lining up at tight end he's lining up at fullback he comes in at quarterback and plays the series that's where he's at his best and I think like you said Jameis looked awesome again I mean granted it was the Jaguars and probably not even the Jaguars starters but if you can get anything close to that out of Jameis he's got to be the guy I my I have said on here also multiple times originally I was in complete agreement right with Jameis then Michael, the whole Michael Thomas debacle happens. And, and I think we're getting past that from what I'm hearing. Uh, he's very angry at a landlord in L.A. who is ripping him off <laughs> right. his money, evidently. But, yep. you know, whatever. To each their own. But then I sort of went to Taysom thinking, hey, we got to control the offense and let our defense play. Then I watched Jameis the other night. And I watched Marquez Callaway look like the dude, another right. guy out of Tennessee. 
And then you look at, you watch Deontay Harris run all up and down the field. You watch Traquan Smith. I mean, obviously Troutman's injury is going to hurt a little bit. But when you've got Kamara and you've got uh, Bell and you've got Murray, maybe I'm going back to the Jameis train. And he had LASIK. Yeah, I mean. I'm not. That's the thing with Jameis is you're going to see the flashes of greatness. Hey, color me shocked. Caleb doesn't like it. (laughs) Well, that's it. It's true. You're going to see games where he's really good, but you're also going to see games where he costs you the game. We're going to change the name to Skip. And I and I love Taysom Hill a lot, and I love him as a gadget player. But to say that that's where he's at his best is, I think, is a little unfair considering he's never been given a shot to be anything else here. I disagree. Only because, but you're right. He did go for what four and one last year as a starter. Um, look good a couple of the games. He doesn't have a deep ball like Jameis does. He just doesn't. And when you've got a threat like Callaway, who has emerged, this is the one thing that the Saints haven't had in a while, is a guy who can just stretch the defense and go down and go down the field. That might change everything. And I agree with – and I've said this on here multiple times. When you when, As a defensive coordinator, it's got to be more difficult to plan for Taysom Hill not knowing where he lines up than knowing he's under center every week, every play. Yeah, It I, has to be. And I hope Taysom – I think the team – I'll say this. I think the team would be at its best if Jameis Winston is a really good quarterback and Taysom Hill's playing everywhere. But I, I'm – and I hope that happens. I just – that's a lot of stuff that has to go right. And Jameis could still run the ball. Jameis is a big dude, He's man. a good quarterback. Like, I, I could it's see – decision-making that's off I can almost I can almost see Jameis being a guy that gets you inside the red zone or inside the 10, and then there, in comes Taysom. And now you've got Taysom, Kamara, and the tight ends to deal with. Like, I could see that being a thing. And, and if Michael Thomas is back by week five, which, again, now they're saying is a possibility, this defense, we, and we have one of the best offensive lines in the game, I, I feel like this defense can keep you in games no matter who you're playing. Now, obviously, we get Aaron Rodgers week one, so we'll find out very quickly. But I, I am in agreement. I've, I've gone 180. And then 180 again, and now I'm going another 180. I, I think I'm at the point of not having an opinion because Sean Payton knows more than me. So That's I'm going to see what he does, and if it works bad, I'm going to judge him, and if it works well, I'm going to praise him. So but you, that's you, his life. So I hope it goes well. I don't know. But you also have to be kidding yourself if you don't think Sean Payton has a little bit of an ego and looks at Jameis Winston and his 30 interceptions and says, "Hey, I can fix that." Almost he's, definitely. He's, he's not going to throw 30 interceptions in my offense. And, and I won't let it happen. pick overall for a reason, right? Absolutely. And you, you also think, like Sean Payton, what, how, I should know this. James 27, 28, he's Sometimes, not old. Right? No, he's not. Right? And, and you see that, I mean, with Payton's ego, we all know it's there. And that's what makes coaches great, right? Sure. I'm, I'm on board with that. But I think Payton has to be looking at that 30 touchdowns and those 30 interceptions can be 45 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Yeah. And, I, love and, and I trust Sean Payton because I've watched what he's done over the last 15 years. And, I, I mean. You have to take the good with the bad with him. He will drive you crazy 10 times a game. But then he might do something that wins you the game. He you might, ju- you he, just described Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he has the most interceptions ever. I mean. But don't think James Winston's Brett Favre. So I'm just true. saying, though. That is who, I mean, Green Bay Packers fans know Brett Favre can kill you in a big moment. But he also can win you a game. And I think if you put the, the ball in Jameis's hands, I, I want to see what he can do. I'm yeah, going to be I honest, worth as a Saints fan, I want to see what he can do. I agree with that. I think it's worth giving him – I've told you, I think whoever it is that they give the job to, whether it's Taysom or 
Winston, I don't want it to be a one week, oh, he had a bad game, now he's out. Yeah, why? Well, it needs yeah. to be four to five week experiment. Your defense can keep you in to win at least three of those. So if you go three and two because the quarterback's bad, you can live with it. And then you and then you assess it, and I'm assuming that's probably his plan. And I'll be shocked if either of those guys play week three. I could almost see Book playing that game from Notre Dame. I think they really like what they have with him at the, the quarterback three, and then you might see somebody else. I mean, maybe you see Taysom for a couple of plays. I just don't think you're going to like risk that. What do you think, Mike? Well, if if it is book, then the decision's already made one way or the other. I agree, and and, and he knows who he wants to do. So if you see Jameis and you see Taysom this week, then I think it really is a competition still, and the, the the decision hasn't been made yet. And let me say, as a Saints fan, I truly hope the decision is made, and we got somebody out there practicing with the the first group, and we're getting ready for Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers to come to down. Yeah, I would, I would hope so, too. I, I would assume Sean Payton knows what he wants to do. Yeah, I think so. That Mike, my guess. What, what do you think about let's, – let's talk briefly – or well, not briefly, let's talk about Falcons-Panthers, um, both teams that were way down last year. Obviously, we know the Falcons had a lot of injuries. We had, they had COVID issues. There were all kinds of things going on. So the Panthers, obviously, Christian McCaffrey going down, both sitting at seven-and-a-half wins for the over-under this year. What do you see from those two teams? Well, you got Arthur Smith, uh, the old Titans OC, taking over in Atlanta. So, you know, a little shout out to him. FedEx uh, guy, right? Didn't his yeah, Fed, FedEx. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Wow, um, yeah. uh, I, I really, I think the Panthers are going to be the surprise team in the NFC this year. I think I, I have faith in their offensive coordinator, Brady. Mm-hmm. And I think – uh, Darnold is going to flourish under a new system and a new coach. And I think they have great weapons on the outside. Yeah, you, so, I mean, you bring him in, you've got Robbie Anderson, and they had they played well together in New York. Uh, we came not talk about this before. Sam Darnold seems like the oldest 23-year-old in the NFL. Right. Right. And then, you know, of course, you, not to mention McCaffrey as your running back. And they drafted a kid out of LSU, Terrace Marshall. Oh, he's yeah. Been, he's been tearing up. The preseason, and he, I mean, he looks like a legitimate threat too. So and you still have DJ Moore on the team, right? I just don't think their defense can stop it. That's the question. I think that's going to be the and number I don't one question. Think Sam good enough against some of the top teams, especially the two top teams in this. Um, like he's not going to be able to outscore the Saints against that defense. I don't think he's going to be able to outscore the Bucks. So that's it's going to be tough for them to win any I, games against those two. Teams. I think Saint. I think we can go back to what we kind of really said tough. with Jameis. We don't know with Sam. I just think we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know. I mean, he had Adam Gase, so that's a little bit of right. a thing. He was in on. New York. like. But it's also the fact that he's not also almost unexperienced, inexperienced at this point. Right. Like, really, he had that weird mono incident. He's had a really unfortunate start to his career in the NFL. And I was on board the Saints trying to go get him because I think he has a lot of untapped potential. But there was also, from what I heard around the league, a lot of people that didn't think that way and thought that he was just not very good. Yeah. I mean, that's also what said about a lot of guys. Right. And Mike touched on it. You know, the, the biggest detriment to his career, Adam Gase. Yeah. You guys know the last quarterback that escaped Adam Gase, right? Who is that? He's playing for the Titans, Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, that's your, yeah. 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 How, how bad did he look in Miami? And now he's been fantastic. So that's and what they, I'm banking address, on. They addressed your defense a little bit, getting J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Um, they've got the chin kid. Uh, Derek Brown's a young guy. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they can do on the defensive side. Yeah, well, they spent their entire draft on it last year. And like you said, J.C. Horn is 
um, a potential lockdown corner. I just, I, I see a lot of improvement in that team. And I think uh, I would, I would bet the over on their win total for this year. What, what do you, what do you think about the Falcons? I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a, a rebuilding year for the Falcons. Um, I do like Calvin Ridley a lot. Um, Matt Ryan. I, I don't know. I, were you as shocked as I was that they didn't trade him? Yes, I was. Okay. I thought for sure they were going to trade him. And I really think, you know, I think we've seen the best years out of Matt Ryan. Not that he's washed up or over the hill, but I I just don't think he's going to get any better. And, were you equally as shocked? Sorry, I didn't interrupt you there. Were you equally yeah. as shocked that they didn't take Justin Fields? Yes. Okay. I, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you have, you know, you have a new – head coach usually the new head coach wants his own quarterback to to build with so i guess i guess they're going to wait till next year to find that guy but so you would have taken Justin Fields over Kyle Pitts absolutely i thought Kyle Pitts was the best yeah and he might be the best player in the draft he might he might be i just think this is a quarterback driven league matt ryan matt ryan's probably going to go into the hall of fame he shouldn't but uh, i think he should his numbers are incredible if you look at matt ryan's numbers they're incredible he's been the playoffs and all. Well, he got to the Super Bowl. He did, but he lost it. So again, he should have won it, but he cost them the game. Again, I think that if we're if we're putting Mike Evans in the, I said game, he has a chance, and he's like, I think we're putting him down. We're gonna go ahead and put Matt Ryan. But I I think I was surprised when you traded Julio that you didn't trade Matt or that you didn't draft Fields. That that like, I mean, Matt Ryan doesn't have probably much longer in Atlanta. Well, is he 34, 35? He's got to be. Yeah, he's and close. I mean, what, who's gonna be throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts? I get it, but like I do think Kyle Pitts is a beast. If we don't know it's a tight end, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I hope I hope he's a stud. I, I hope he's a stud. Kyle Pitts first overall. <laughs> actually, I mean, a lot of people said he was the best football player in the draft. But actually, well, I would take a Trevor Lawrence and then Kyle Pitts. Right. But although Zach Wilson's throwing dimes and yeah, I guess it's different. If I didn't need a quarterback, but I guess their hope is maybe that Matt Ryan sticks around for another year or two, gives him some valuable years, and then they're not trying to win anyway. They got the best player they thought was available. Draft a quarterback next year. Yeah, maybe probably their. I mean, that, it's got to be right. That's a pretty solid plan, I think. Now, I just, I just don't see them being very successful this year. A lot of people are on their train. I don't get it. I don't. Think I don't see it. I, I mean, I think Mike Davis is a decent running back, but he's not a world beater. Um, he's not a bell cow, I don't think. And you and don't have a stud. You don't have a great offensive line either. No, it's not very no, actually. No, and. So. And a right. bad defense. Well, you got Grady Jarrett on the defensive side. That's one player. But that's right. That's one player. And Matt Ryan is 36, by the way. 36, thank you. Thank yeah. you. The Jaguars had A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey for it just It just seems set up for Justin Fields to go to Atlanta. That's The draft just seems set up for that. Uh, but it didn't yeah. so, surprise all that took Kyle Fitz first. Of all. Yeah. I thought, that's who I thought they were going to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. If their plan is Matt Ryan might play three more years. Or even just two. He's still, and and they're, I understand. I get it. But he plays this year. And they can that's, get good Sam for, that's good for Kyle Pitts, which is their guy, obviously. And then they go in the next year and hope they draft a guy for next year, which they should if they're going to be bad. I think it's better for them if they're maybe 2-15. and 15. Maybe. Maybe. This year, next year. <laughs> 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 maybe. going off and everything. Maybe. Siri was going to. Maybe but they, they trade for Deshaun Watson. For one more, I hope not. But you can go one more year with Matt Ryan under and have a new quarterback watch him for a year. And then Matt Ryan retires, and then he, that guy steps in. I bet they have a plan. Uh, well, Arthur Smith's brilliant, as yeah. Mike hit on earlier. Also, shout out to that guy. He was handed literally everything if he wanted it. And he slept on couches and stayed in meetings. Like, this guy is a diehard football dude, and he is a self-made football guy. I, I, I'm rooting for him. I'm not rooting for Atlanta because I can't stand Atlanta. You know how you feel about the teams in the AFC South? That's Absolutely. how I feel about Atlanta. 
Understandable. And like you said, he worked his way up the ladder. He coached for the Titans for several years, and he coached different positions um, as a positional coach. I think he started in quality control, worked his way up. and He did. Ended up being – It's like the grunt job in the NFL. Yeah, and then he ended up, you know, as the offensive coordinator, had some success there, and he's parlayed all that hard work into a head coaching job, so good for him. Yeah, love that. Love that. Well, now now I'm even more excited for football. Absolutely. All right, a couple things here before we get out of here. First of all, thank you for all this. This this was fantastic. It got my mind off the Cardinals. Right. Like I said, I am super psyched for football. We are hopeful, and I know that you have a busy schedule um, with with kids and and, and just your life and everything else. We are hopeful to have you on quite often throughout the football season if you're willing to come on and give us some betting tips for college and the NFL. Uh, Are you still pretty interested in something like that? Absolutely. Count me in, brother. Anytime. Uh, We're going to do a Fantasy Friday uh, kind of a football Friday, actually, with, with Matt Seward, who will be on for a little bit. We'd like to do the betting stuff with you to where we could put that, like, up against with Matt also on the same days, uh, Perfect. record separately. And then then we could go in give everybody their tips for their, their Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays. That sound awesome? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's uh, – if we can do anything besides entertain, maybe we can make some people some money, too. And everybody hey, – Hey, also, shout out to me. I've been a little bit on, on a nice little run in the MLB on FanDuel right now. So you guys want to that means me, I will lose tonight. If you guys want to help me make some money, I, like I <laughs> said, I don't have air conditioning. In my that's car. what I'm saying. I mean, anything to cheer you SOS, up, Caleb. If Bill Gates is listening, please buy me a Tesla or something. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. No, he also probably does my Tesla. Um, last thing, I just saw not too long ago that you were having tryouts for your, your – are they going to be 14 you next year? Yes, sir. Okay, so you need to make a call to South Dakota. Okay. And you need to get old Gavin Weir. I have an opening. I have, I uh-huh. have a run. This, I have this kid, all he spot. does is throw no hitters in the Little League World Series and hit tanks. Yep, I could use him. Absolutely. Okay. And his arm will probably be gone by the age of 17 because he's throwing he, curveballs. He's, he's not throwing a lot of curveballs. He throws four different fastballs. And, and his best pitch is – The funny thing is he plays like he's 12, right? He plays on a 14-year team, they said. And I guess his best pitch is dad said is a sinker. Wow. He's throwing two seamers and four seamers. And now you move him up to 45 feet against these 12-year-olds. Those four kids don't know. And this kid, I watched him yesterday. I don't really want to get into Little League Baseball. That's not going to be part of this, this show. <laughs> but like this it. dude was – like, you can tell he is – someone is working with him, a former lefty big leaguer probably. His mechanics are flawless at this age. So there you go. I when think you that, Patrick, that could be – that's your Sunday picture. you have Patrick Mahomes screaming your name, you're pretty special. So that yeah, that's your Sunday picture, Mike. I can use them. I'll take them, right, buddy. I think I will. I'll see what I can do on Twitter for you. Appreciate it. Please don't yep. tweet at little children. <laughs> <laughs> no one has to deal with that. I'll just put Mike Godar is looking for thirteen-year-old boys. At oh, oh, yeah. Let's not make it weird. I'd like I to would keep not my. Do that ever. I, I'd, I'd like to keep my day job, Mike. Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I would not not do that at all. Hey, dude, thanks so much for joining us. This was awesome. I'm like I said, really geeked about football now. A um, little bit less geeked about the Cardinals, but also hoping that Caleb gets in a better mood. Absolutely, anything to cheer mood. Caleb up. Uh, guys, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, again, on your favorite podcast platforms, if you could give us a five star rating, we'd greatly appreciate that. We appreciate all your your support. It's been overwhelming to us we love it it's great we love your interaction on facebook find us on twitter more underscore noble caleb caleb noble zero eight mike what's your twitter 
It's just at Michael Godar. At Michael Godar. We all have really great opinions, and every once in a while we'll throw a bad one in there. But that's what makes it all fun. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Um, Be careful out there. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Once again, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.